It's three o'clock somewhere. Here, a principal is saying, don't yell. But of course, they yell. And a teacher is saying, don't run. But of course, they run. After all, they're kids. It's what they do. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Omega. Hi, Bill. Hey, hey uh, where's your brother? Here is a rainbow of skin tones. Here is the most United Nations eclectic after-school carpool on Earth. Hey, you guys, let, let everybody in. Nepalese, Guatemalans, Syrians, and Somalis, who once upon a time had to be the most excited and relieved kids on Earth for the school day to end. A lot of these children were struggling because, you know, a child would get here having spent years in a refugee camp and then just plugged into fourth grade. Never been to school, never had any kind of uh, formal schooling, and then they come home with homework. The parents can't help them because the parents don't speak English. So we saw the hunger, the hunger to be accepted, um, the hunger to be helped. Everybody buckle up. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs, build relationships, and change lives. In this episode, when you're a kid, fourth grade is hard. But when you're a refugee kid, when you've never attended first, second, or third grade, and when the only English you know is what you picked up from the Disney Channel, fourth grade is pretty nearly impossible. So what do you guys like about school? Oh, recess. That must be pretty tough. That's how it was in Clarkston, Georgia. But now, that's not how it is. Because here, it's now 13 minutes past 3 o'clock. All right, you guys, you can unload. The time of day, every school day, when multiplication tables, verb-subject agreement, and the War of 1812 all begin to make sense. And you are going to have to wait. Skipping will not get you quick. In this episode of Stories of Hope, when kids race across a church parking lot to see who can get to their homework first, good things, God things, are bound to happen. Sir, you are the last contestant off the band today. We shall see you inside, Mr. Ed. Yes, ma'am. Today's episode, After School Special. It is now 3.15 p.m., and all the world's a giant pinball machine. Soccer balls ricochet off the walls. Basketball-shaped missiles fall from the sky. Little girls with hijabs and little boys with adrenaline run and kick and somersault and cartwheel and dribble and shoot and kick and collide. And somewhere near the eye of the hurricane, Edward Crafter stands bravely in the middle of it all. Edward's been here at Clarkston International Bible Church every school day for the last eight years. He's the free-throw encourager the shuttle bus driver, and the grandfather figure for Family Heritage Foundation, an after-school tutoring ministry for refugee kids in Clarkston. I'm 68, and retirement came early. Um, for a solid year, I just, I bombed around, and after that year was up, uh, that's when I started to search and ask God, with all this time I've got on my hand, what do you want me to do with it? Well, they called me not long after I said those memorable words. Phone rings. Bell Sunshine. S-U-N-S-H-I-N-E. 
It's now 3.45 p.m. If you just listened and didn't know any better, you'd think you were standing in the hallway of an elementary school, not a church. Okay, on this side, spell the word subtract. There's 30 or 40 kids from almost as many different countries sitting in Sunday school classrooms, pencils up, books open, a volunteer tutor over almost every shoulder. Does anyone need help with um, homework? This is what Bennett Akundam and his wife Yidong started here in Clarkston 15 years ago. It is harder for the kids uh, that just coming in uh, to get their arms around how we do homework here. Not only the kids, the parents, because the parents do not understand how the school system works in America. That's why they send them to us. We didn't know much about the refugee situation until we started. And in the beginning, I was kind of judgmental because when we work with children and then we're you know, sending them home at six o'clock and they say, well, nobody's home. You know, parents are not home. And I would, you know, I would get upset. What parent, you know, leaves their home so that a, 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 a 10-year-old child is basically alone until I began to understand it's because they have to work. They're willing to work 12-hour shifts for a minimum wage with no insurance. Um, so they're, they're people um, just wanting to survive. They just want a life. If he were a grown-up, most people would think of Ali Ali as a gifted linguist. After all, in most every conversation, Ali drifts effortlessly from one language to another. I'm in fifth grade. Ali was Oshua But unfortunately, when you're 10 years old, being multilingual can be more of a curse than a blessing. I speak to my mom in Somali and I speak to my dad in English. And then Sometimes, like, when I ask my dad something in English, then I have to ask my mom something. I kind of get the words mixed up, then I have to, then I get kind of confused, confused, then I have to, like, remind myself that I said the wrong word. Ten and five? Yeah. Thank you. So you could draw ten. Uh... <laughs> Ali's been coming to Family Heritage for just one year. Like many refugee kids, he's good at anything related to numbers. My favorite part about school is Math, and I like math because I get to learn about new stuff about geometry and all sort of things that apply to real life. He will tell you, one plus one is two in America, just like it was in Somalia. But everything with words, that's where Ali needs help. His mother doesn't speak English, and his father Khalid is almost never home. He works every day at a grocery store and every night at a warehouse. I have six kids, two boys and four girls. And here I work in two jobs to take care of the family. So I'm not gonna have that much time but I can assist them with your homework. I told them a lot. I said, guys, focus on your education. So Mr. Bennett program he have here, like where he helping refugees to come in here to help them with their homework. Without them, honestly, it would have been a big, big struggle for us. But for them in here to help us, my son, first semester he finished with all A's. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity you have given us. It's 5.20 p.m. It's the last activity on Family Heritage's daily schedule. And it's the first time no one is thinking about A's and B's. We give you praises. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. In one tiny classroom, all the tutors and kids are crowded as close together as the fire marshal will allow. All eyes and ears are on Benedict Condom. Leprosy. So what, what is leprosy? Any of you know what leprosy is? Bennett is telling them a story from the Bible. It was contagious. It would. Everybody know what contagious means. Stories about Naaman or Samuel or Jesus are a never heard before kind of thing here. Not just for the kids, but for their parents who are eavesdropping outside. God's hand is on you, God will provide for you, so you don't have to worry about, okay, what am I going to eat next? Everybody understand that? And 45 minutes later, at 6.05 p.m., as Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists walk their kids out to the parking lot, one or two of them will ask Bennett or one of his volunteers about the gospel story they just heard. It happens almost every day, and that is exactly what Bennett is here for. Don't tell the kids, but English and algebra are not the most important thing in the world to people like him. I care less about their grades. Their grades is not going to be eternal. My deal is, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only Son of God? He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the way. No other way. So this is why I don't care much about their grades. Listen to this. God gave us a great commission. So they need somebody to walk with them. They need somebody to disciple them. They need somebody to share Christ with them. That's the ultimate goal. And we need to do that by any means necessary. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, After School Special. There are refugee families in almost every community in North America. You and your church can meet needs and build witnessing relationships with them. For tips on how, go to sendrelief.org. And to learn more about how Bennett, Edong, Edward, and their team of volunteer tutors are creating opportunities to share the gospel, you can visit them on the web at fhfi.org. That's fhfi.org. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.